microphone. What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast. Tonight, we have a special guest on tonight. His name is Daniel Wurzbacher. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you and so much And I'm here with my me. co-host or host, Rob. Yeah, thanks for the introductions, Al. Say hi, Rob. <laughs> Daniel, thank you very much for your services. He is a vet, uh, United thank States you. Army or? Army, that's right, yeah. You want to yeah. tell us on the our two lists about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> There's three. I listen now, too. Oh, all right. There awesome. we go. <laughs> three. We're up to three. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, by the way. I, uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, so I am a, uh, I'm a father of two. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a three-and-a-half-year-old son. Um, I was, yeah, I was in the Army, for sure. Yeah, I did that. I was in the active duty and then the reserve elements uh, for, quite, for quite some time. I was in for like eight years altogether. And I was enlisted, enlisted guy. And um, I've been, was married, was married once. That's my, my daughter's uh, mother. And then I have, I have a son with a, with another wonderful woman. And now I'm, I have, I have a, a completely new partner. I don't have a child with. So yeah, the, and then professionally I am, I'm currently a talent agent. I've worked for a bunch of different talent agencies. Um, I switched to a talent manager for a very short time because I wanted to produce um, a little bit. And I got I got a show out for one of my clients on Amazon and I enjoyed the whole producing thing, but I just missed being a talent agent. And it's been my dream since I was eight years old. And I saw Jerry Maguire with my dad. So I, I worked for a bunch of different talent agencies. And then I decided to, to open up my own in L.A., uh, right on Avenue of the Stars, 1901. But uh, then this, uh, the apocalypse happened. So there was pro- <laughs> there was protests to the streets for a- an amazing cause, which I still think needs to be pushed extensively harder. And then the pandemics in LA, which is like the most crazy you can get with stuff. So, you know, working on Avenue of the Stars and living right in front of the Grove at Beverly and Fairfax, it was just really wild. So, so that's where I, I had started my my agency, I was finally, I had put up my little sign. I had my assistant, my two junior agents, and then boom, this, you know, this craziness happens, so, you know, all production shut down, commercial shut down, music video shut down. You know, the WGA was fighting too at the time, the writer's guild, which is funny because they were right across the street from me uh, at the Grove. If anyone's familiar with the LA area and um, yeah, it was just been, it was just crazy. And then, uh, you know, but we fought through it. I'm, I have, I have a firm as well. Anybody who watches this and knows me, I have a firm called Lanny Capital. You know, we're private equity investments, things like that, lending and stuff. But, uh, and I've owned that for quite some time. Uh, it, was, it was a different name before, but it's Lanny Capital now, same, same game. And, uh, and then I moved to Dallas, Texas, which is uh, actually, oddly enough, I grew up in North Carolina, where uh, I was also stationed in North Carolina too, but when I was in the army, but um I was actually, I was born in Fort Worth. So I, I actually uh, came back, came back here. I was only here for three months when I was a kid, but I moved to Dallas and I, it's like one of the best decisions I ever made. I love LA. And, uh, but now I'm like, I'm close to new Orleans. I'm close to Albuquerque, which are two big hubs for film. Um, Cause Netflix studios is in uh, Albuquerque. And then, uh, you know, Dallas, Austin, we have a bunch of awesome stuff going on in Texas. Uh, that's always big because it's in Texas, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's about the gist. So now I'm here and all, loving it all by the age of 30, 30 31, 31. 31. I turned 31 in November. Yeah, I love how everyone makes it seem like remember when we all thought it was such a big deal to turn 30. You turn 30 and you're like, oh, okay, this is no different. I'm still doing dumb shit now, you know. So yeah, it doesn't change at all. Wait until you, you know? turn 40 and you're still doing dumb shit, and you're like, wait, I thought I was supposed to get wiser as I get older. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah and it's like even with the and then with the kids you know it's funny how we're like oh yeah you know like when they're babies we're like oh don't worry like by the time they're like four five six like i'll have it all figured out and you realize like oh man i'm winging this every day i'm still winging <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> no, yeah it's like i've read the books i've read i've read bringing up baby french parenting uh <laughs> children raising parents i mean all this stuff and i'm like god i'm still lost all the time I think the most beneficial thing to do is, is talk just like we're doing right now. It's like hang out with other dads and other parents, isn't it? You know, it doesn't matter. It'd be around other parents, I think plays a big role. And I think it's important for single people our age or like, you know, peers that don't have kids to, ha to hang out with us too. So they realize, Oh, kids aren't, you don't have this guy. Like my, I have my buddy, Michael Martin. He's one of my business partners. He's like, he's like super army uh, West point, you know, really, really like positive dude. And um, when he when he first met Jasper, he's like, "Oh, what do I what do I do with him?" You know what I mean? Call him like what a is, football. Yeah, yeah. What does it do? And then it was funny. After a little while, he was like, you know, he just realized like, "Hey, Jasper, hey, don't pick that up." You know, he and it's good. It's like it because it takes a village, you know. But anyway, yeah. I, I just I, I've always sense. I've always said it's it's trial and error. It's what works best for you. You know, you, you're going to talk to everybody. You're going to ask them questions. You're going to see what what they do and what works for them. And then you may or may not try it or you may do it, you know, a little uh, edited version of what they give you advice on. But yeah, it's all trial and error, man. It's what it's whatever, whatever groove you fall into with your, your, your significant other, your partner and your children. And it's, and it's working, then, you know, that's key right there. That's golden. If it's working, that's <laughs> right. <what's> working. <laughs> it's to make it work, man. It, wor it works if you work it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you got to work. That's the, that's the thing. It's just like that vigilance of like, it's the thing is, is I, I think I realized like with the, it's, I always have a, I have a problem is like, I think it's, I have, OC, I, I've been diagnosed with OCD. And it's all, I'm either like completely, I'm going to be a nomad and just have my backpack on and live in the van with my son, or I'm going to go completely extreme where I'm like, I need a high rise apartment. I'm going to be like <laughs> Patrick Bateman, man, and American Psycho. It's so extreme. You know what I mean? And I've realized now, I just, uh, not to sound like a classic new age uh, Los Angelino, but um, <laughs> I hung out, I hung out with this guy, uh, actually in this, is the, a woman that owns kind of like a little commune in Santa Monica this last week where I didn't have my son. And uh, we were doing this like we were doing this morning yoga and, and meditation afterwards, and this reflection. He says, you know, what's funny is like absolutes extremities. This is not the solution. The beauty is in the balance. And I love that because it's so true. It's like being able to chill like you got like you know, having a drink and like hanging out, hanging out with your buddies, talking about things, you know, you know, talking about complaining, you know, doing the gripes, but also like but also working hard and like being super conscious like in, in regards to parenting. Cause it's like, you know, I try to be like my biggest thing. Like I do like a five minute journal every day. And uh, which is just a journal for like, like, I guess, lazy people or people that have like ADHD or something. <laughs> I don't, I want to, I want to meet the guy that made it. Cause he's like, Oh, here we go. We're going to take a regular journal. We're going to charge more. We're going to get Timothy fair. We're going to get Tim Ferriss to, you know, the guy that wrote the four hour work week to just to, to say he uses it um, while he's climbing Everest or whatever the hell that awesome guy does. And then we're going to get people to pay $28 for it. And it works because it, it guides you through the five minutes. But anyway, I'm not, I'm, I don't sponsor them either. So I'm, that's not a sponsored ad guy. <laughs> yeah. And I also use this. No, but, you know, I was doing my journal and I was like, I, 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 I try to write down. It's like, you know, I, I, I write two things pretty commonly. I'm like, whatever you do, don't judge anybody today. Cause I think that's really important. I think that's like, I, I, I have a problem with that too. I believe me, it's bit me in the ass a lot of times in business and my personal life. Number two is I go, 
were you present with with Jasper or Josephine today? That's my my son and my daughter. Because I want to be there. Like instead of not just like clicking away on my phone or doing this, I try to really be like, well, hey, buddy, hey, sweetheart, like you, you know, oh wow, that's interesting that you say that. I love that you asked that question. So like, you, let's talk about that, you know. So I don't know if you le- listened to some of the episodes from last year, but one of the things that I've been doing just from growing myself every day, and this kind of goes along, it's like improving yourself, right? Making yourself a better person is in the morning, my alarm goes off at 520. So be the best writer. So I write, I write um, fantasy and science fiction. Not that I've ever published a damn thing, but I write. And then at 630 in the evening, I have be the best dad. So for me, it's, hey, if I'm still working, get off your laptop. The kids are only awake for another two hours at at most. You always go back on and work if you need to for the rest of the night, especially now. You're not not commuting anywhere. You're home. I love that, man. It's beautiful because it's simple. And guess what? That it's simple, but it's powerful. Yeah, I love that because it's like it's like compartmentalizing the time. Yeah, because it's like, dude, they're going to go to sleep. You're a grown man. It's like, you know what happens if you if you're going to wake up a little groggy tomorrow, you better drink some death wish coffee, some black rifle coffee and drink some water and drive on. You Are know you sponsored I mean? by black? Yeah, rifle yeah, or yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> <laughs> like, man, this guy's nonstop product placement. man. <laughs> yeah. That's the agent in me, man. Yeah. I got it. I got in trouble the other night for some soliciting. I was with, I was with a performer of mine. His name's little nightlife is his name. He's like super well-known in Miami. They, uh, he was just, published in this magazine out there he's like he's just so well liked he's just he's just one of those people that you're like god this guy could not do anybody wrong he dresses up in a he dresses up in a uh, like a like a bunny outfit or like a spider-man outfit goes to clubs they pay him top dollar and, and it, you, it doesn't sound you're like as a club owner you would think like man i'd pay for that when he goes in and twerks as a bunny or whatever he's doing in there <laughs> man it is it crazy works. it changes the whole energy i as a club owner i'd pay him ten thousand dollars to do it because the drinks go up the social media goes yeah, up, the marketing yeah. goes up, the, what it does to your bottom line. Oh, I'm plugging, I'm product plugging again. See, it's weird <laughs> when your products are people, when your products are people, it's a different story. You know what I mean? But anyway, I was out with these guys and um, I, I won't say any names, but there was some, there was like some celebrities there. And I, I, I guess I talked to, I was talking to the guy's girlfriend and just kind of just, you know, and I just sound really, especially around creative people. They're like, God, this guy's such an agent, especially in LA. They're like, Oh God, it's another agent who invited who invited this guy to the, uh, to the party. You know what I mean? And I upset, I, I guess he, he just turned around and he looked at his girlfriend. He goes, you don't have to respond to the talent agent. They just talk. <laughs> it was so rude, bro. Oh I, was like, I was like, oh, but I was like, Hey, he, you know, I, she looked at me and she looked so, she looked so embarrassed. I said, Hey, he's right. <laughs> oh my God. So, so you said you had two kids, right? Yep. Two kids. I got a, a seven-year-old named Josephine, uh, Josephine Paloma. And then uh, that's her middle name. And, uh, and then I have my son, Jasper Lamont. Raising your kids, have you faced any challenges? If any? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. no, easy money, Perfect, man. right? <laughs> Who's having a hard time doing this? Man, I mean, if we're just going to get, I, I like this show because I think it's a little bit more raw. And I like, I like that, you know, because once you really, once you have kids, man, it just completely changes. You're like, oh, wow, my tear ducts do work. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like. You know, like he read, he read his like, like a few sentences the other day. And I was like, man, what the hell am I crying about? Like, get a hold of yourself, dude. You know, it's, and amazing, it's like, man, it's, yeah, it's, it is. It's tremendous. It, it is. It is, man. You know what? And it's like, it's funny. Cause like, I look at like these big guys, like Grant Cardone and Ed Milet and Dave Metzler and all these people. And it's funny. They get super successful. They get super jacked. They get super rich. And they're like, they love, you know, they have their kids. And then the, the, the big thing they, they become is like, 
they become like raw and like real and compassionate. That's really funny to me because it's like it's it's like, and I hate to say this to people, but it's like I know that once you have a once you have kids, that's when you start becoming a man. Like that's a very southern doctrine. You know what I mean? It's like I don't think everyone should have. If people don't want kids, they shouldn't have to have kids. When people are like I don't like kids. I don't understand that. I like to not like kids. It's like, that's like a dog, like not liking puppies. You know what I mean? This just seems odd. Like, you don't like the smaller version of your, you don't like the future. You don't like the smaller version of your race. You know, (laughs) it seems odd to me, but I mean, I could argue about that all day long. I have big arguments here. Uh, There's like a big, a very, like, very, very, uh, very young millennial, like very, like kind of left, uh, left hanging, um, uh, coffee shop here and we were just arguing about that and it's fun you go in there and get caffeinated and argue which is what coffee shops actually originally <laughs> were you go in there it was the industrial revolution and blah 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 anyway this isn't the history channel but it, it's what coffee shops were meant for people to sit there and 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 rattle on so that's why i love going in there because i can talk as much as i want but um <laughs> which i obviously i love to do as you guys know so yeah i mean i think cha- challenges i'll tell you number one working with my children's mothers i'm one of those guys with multiple moms you know and it's like they're both like you know cool people we we you know got some issues you know like anybody does but the key is just choosing like it's uh not responding to the text right away doing some breath work oh yeah kids putting the kids first that's the one how is this going to affect my kids you know and they don't deserve to see us arguing or anything not that that's a big thing in my in our households but it's like you know, it, putting the kids first is the key. How is this affecting Jasper and Josephine? Not how is this affecting me? You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like setting, it's taught me a lot about like setting healthy boundaries, you know, which I think are really important, both with kids and with, you know, healthy boundaries are really important thing. So working with, uh, with the exes is always fun challenge, right? It takes a lot of tenacity and uh, understanding. So it's, instead of going, man, it's so tough. I, I like this. David Metzler says this a lot. He says, go say, man, I have to do this. And it's like, well, well how about we flip the strip? I get to do this. As corny as it is, I love that because I go, I go, you know what? I get to drive to Phoenix and go pick up my son. You know, I get to go see Sa- San Francisco because my daughter lives in Sacramento. And I and I'm lucky that I get to do that because I, you know, I may I'm, you know, I, I have the resources and able to do so. You know, and I should be thankful for that. There's a lot of dads. They're sitting there working at, you know, there's guys working at Burger King, saving up nickels and dimes and running Postmates after work so they can save up for some crummy lawyer that's not even going to represent them that well. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, there's a lot, I mean, the challenges go on for days. I mean, I have to, I want to, I have a problem with wanting to give, and I think all parents can understand this. I had a lot of different parental figures in my life. Like you obviously have my mom and dad, but I got separated them from a little bit of time that we had, we all had our own issues. My dad, my mom made it kind of hard for us to see our dad. And my dad is a straight up Titan, like just an awesome father figure and an amazing grandfather to my kids. Just an obnoxiously tenacious, enthusiastic, positive dude. He's like classic army ranger, airborne guy. You know what I mean? He's just like, I'm, I'm like, oh, dad, I, you know, the divorce and all this and that and all of the custody and everything. He goes, what, what's wrong? You're, you're handsome. You're smart. And you're, and, and you're, and you're MF incapable, man. You know what I mean? You're and you're, and you defended the country against enemies, foreign domestic. How could you be upset? You know? So uh, he's just like that, man. You know, I'm lucky to have, uh, to have a guy like that in my life, you know, and that, that made things a lot easier, but you know, I, I had some other parental figures in my life. I've had some mentors that are like, you know, kind of like, 
parents to me, you know, no, no disrespect to my dad. If you're, if you're watching this dad and he watches all my interviews. So, you know, but I've had some people tell me some different stuff, you know, and when you, when you love these kids, we kind of naturally want to enable them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, I, I just want to give my son, he's actually sitting close to me, so I don't want to say it, but the I C E C R E A M all the time, but it, Hey, that's not good. Loving them genuinely and, and truly is, is setting boundaries to being an authoritative role being a disciplinarian, you know, being hard when you don't want to be hard, you know what I mean? And taking the, taking the hard route instead of the easy route, you know, like we were yeah. in target the other day and he's, you know, he's saying goldfish, goldfish, goldfish. I'm like, dude, no, it's packed. It's crammed loaded with sodium. And you want to take the easy route. Like it's easier to feed a kid chef or, or popcorn or something, but you can't, man. This is like our responsibility. I'm not trying to sound like, you know, uh, what's the, I'm not trying to sound like a uh, Carol or whatever, you know what I mean? Or whatever. What's the new one? Karen. Karen. You know, it's like, it's like, dude, it's like, it's like, you can't just give kids whatever they want, man. You just, no, can't. but, but you're setting the foundation. So you give them what yeah. they want today. They're going to continue to expect that in the future. So you're, yeah. setting, you're setting parameters, you're setting restrictions and you're setting the foundation. Like, look, you, you're not going to get what you want all the time. And yeah, those goldfish are yummy, but we got to try and strive for a healthier uh, alternative. Yeah. I'm oh, laughing wait. because Sal's girls will come to my house and my wife buys the <laughs> shit. So and they'll come over and he doesn't give them like any candy. So like they'll come over. I'm like, you want chocolate? <laughs> Meanwhile, you get for, to do that. Yeah. That's cool though. Kids, Meanwhile, yeah. my kids, I'm like, throw all that shit out. Like, <laughs> I want that shit in my house. I'd love that. That's it. You know what? Good for them to go and get loved on. My son, I don't know if you guys ever been to a Cantor's, Cantor's Deli in LA. It's like the deli. It's on Fairfax. It's like the deli. It's been around a Jewish deli. Been in there for like, for like an aeon, you know? And there's a lady there. She's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be rude, but it's people, some people call it the cookie Nazi or the dessert Nazi. Cause like from Jerry, from Seinfeld. Yeah. The, the, the Nazi. Nazi. yeah. yeah so you're like, yeah, I've, I've seen a TV, Daniel, come on. It's like the most expensive TV show and residuals ever. <laughs> they, it, she, she, she is like known for being mean, but when she sees Jasper, I don't know what it is about my son, but she just absolutely adore. I'm sure she's good with all kids, but now he literally, if we pass by there when he was still in, I don't really use a stroller, but I'd use a stroller in LA because it's too many cars whizzing by and crazy people and stuff. And uh, she would always give him, you know, she told me this and I think it's a really great, I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, I don't want to give him a cookie every time. And she's like, well, that's, that's not up to you. I, you, you deal with that. Not me. I'm a grandma. <laughs> And I said, yeah, you know what? And she would come out, she would come out, cut. There's a huge line for desserts. Anyone that knows Cantor's, like the best desserts, dude. It's like insane. Like, it's like a, it looks like Willy Wonka. You know, it looks like Charlie's Chocolate Factory. And she literally goes, oh, there's that kid. Picks up a cookie for free, put, leaves all these people in line and comes out and says, hello, Jasper. She's French. She's like, Jasper, do you want your cookie? You know? And he's like, and he would just sit there and wait. Because he awesome. knows, he knows that he has that power, you know, and that's like being in a really, really hardcore sales position, it, you know, uh, in my whole life, you know, plus like being like marriage or like being in the partnership like I am or kids, it's all sales, baby. You know, it's like I even Grant Cardone, Zig Ziglar, all these people say, hey, if you want to be good, if you want to be good at sales, go ahead and have some kids. Because that's like, <laughs> you, want, you know what I mean? Because they, because yeah. it's like, trick it you know it's it's in a in a fun way tricking them like i tell my son i'm like i'm gonna take a bath first and i start faking like i'm taking off my shirt and he's like oh, and he's got to rush into then he jumps in the bath and he's like oh i beat you and i'm like oh yeah you did man <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah yeah that's awesome so what, what are 
have you had any special things that with your kids or your family that turned into family traditions? We make uh, that's a really good question. I love that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. We make breakfast on on Sunday morning. Not not for any affiliation with any kind of you know it doesn't matter. It, who cares if it's religious or not? But anyway, we just do it. It's just what we do. We just kind of make you know when you make too much food. I like that practice of abundance. You know yeah. what I mean? I like Grant Cardone, not to, not to drop his name. I think he only said five times and he'll give me 20 yeah. grand on that. No, I think no. this is yeah. number nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Grant and Jordan Belfer. I, I, had a, I had a shot to work for Jordan Belfer, the Wolf of Wall Street, to sell his courses. I ended up in Hermosa Beach, but I didn't take it. I wanted to follow my talent agent route. But that Grant says, uh, you know, he's like, you know, this whole like, oh, finish all your food, finish all your food. Like, I'm kind of trying to teach more like intuitive eating and stuff. So, like I want if my when my son's full and like you know as a dad or like as a ma, as a parent you're like okay is this guy like not wanting to finish it because like you know what I mean because I he's I'm like getting into the quinoa now and the rice and the chicken yeah you know it's like I've been doing it you know I I even pureed when he was a baby I like pureed like carrots and avocados yeah. and, and you know stuff like that uh, sweet potatoes he loves sweet potatoes but anyway we're doing breakfast now we do breakfast on Sunday and my 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 daughter I mean in Sacramento and having a new brother with, with her, with her stepfather and, um, and, uh, and, and a sister from his previous marriage, who's an amazing little kid, uh, who's like really good as an older sister to, to my daughter, Josephine. Um, we will talk on Sunday and we have, we do breakfast. So I, even, even if I'm not face to face with her, I have Jasper and we cook breakfast. It's actually pretty funny. The, the other day she said, um, I picked up the egg and I said, uh, and I started laughing and she said, what's, she said, what are you laughing? I said, Oh, this egg told a funny yolk. Right? <laughs> and then here get this this is before she this this is pretty interesting she goes she goes uh oh i thought you were talking to a chick i was like damn that's better than my joke <laughs> you know it's weird how these kids copy us man because it's like i'm known for joking around a lot like i mean you know and, and it's like and i talk to everyone because i mean most of the time it's it's my livelihood you know what i mean plus i love it man i've always i'm from the south too so i talk to everybody and uh it's interesting. My son, even going to the speech therapist the other day and this like child psychologist, they're like, she told me, she's like, she's like, yeah, he's, he's like, I think I forget what she said, wildly or obnoxiously social. I don't, I don't think she said, and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And she's like, no, no, no. He's like too social. Like where he needs like been watching me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a quote that I love um, that I just, I put a picture of my dad up on my Instagram. It says, oh God, and I hope I don't forget it. <laughs> it says, my dad didn't tell me how to be a man. I, I learned how to be a man by watching him be one. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So they, it kind of teaches us how, uh, what kind of man to be, you know? And our mothers help with that too. My mother, my mother helped me a lot with how to treat people too. And she talked to everybody. She owned an art gallery. So my dad, my dad is like master salesman level, you know? He should have been an actor. Now that I watch these actors all the time, like these 60-year-old actors, my dad just turned 60, had a big party at the German club with all his military buddies, you know, I realized like, God, my dad should be an actor, but, uh, but yeah. So in tradition wise, yeah, we do, we do a Sunday breakfast. We really, we really love that. I think it's fun, like doing the whole preparing it with them and eating and just, you know, eating sweets and savory and just like going, I like the whole abundance thing. And that's why I brought up Grant Cardone. He talks about like, you know, the whole trying to, Hey, make sure you eat every last bite. It's like, Hey, you know what? You don't, it's not the depression anymore. Like we live in abundance, money and health. And these things come uh, many, it overfloweth and it comes frequently. You know what I mean? I want my, I don't want my kids to live in scarcity. You know, we, we had a hard time, you know, my mother had a lot of issues. You got, God bless her. And, and uh, my dad, you know, he wrapped up my dad pretty good in his business. When he got out of the army, he's in the life insurance game. 
And, uh, you know, we, we dealt with a lot of scarcity, you know, living in hotels and stuff like that. But I watched this guy get up every day. Yep. Just yep. with this big smile, man. I remember him putting me in my bathtub because he put me in the, I was sick. And he put me in the bathtub of the hotel because he had to get sleep. I mean, this guy's doing presentations all day selling life insurance. And uh, he put me in the bathtub to go to sleep because I was coughing and wheezing. He's like, I can't sleep. It's me and my brother and my sister all in this uh, hotel room. And, uh, and I remember this guy just getting up and, and pressing his suits and just saying, hey, man, you know, you got to smile today. And I'm like, yeah, but things aren't good. And he goes, well, when we smile, the whole world smiles too, man. You know, and just to remember that level of tenacity, I remember him sitting there paying for our, our breakfast, speaking of breakfast, spending his last like $4. I, I know what he is. I know when that, when gas is down, I, you don't need to, at seven years old, I know exactly what, where the gas tank is at. You know what I mean? And, uh, and him not even buying us sausage biscuits or whatever from McDonald's and just still just being in a great mood, just saying, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to conquer all, you know? And I you think gotta, it's you got to think positive, especially when you have kids, man. You can't show them that you're hurt, and you can't show them that you're. I don't want to say weak, but you you got to show that you're strong. You got to show that you're there for them. You you, you know you got to show that you're you're put together and that you're working through it, and you're gonna get through it. Because once you show that a little bit of weakness, but you don't want them to see you falling apart, because they're relying on you to keep the family together and push yeah. through the hurdles or. or, or you know, overcome the obstacles. I love that, man. Yeah. You're a hundred percent. I totally agree with you on that. It's tough, you know, it's just as they get older. Like my mother talked to me about things. I definitely did not. There's, there's a meshment, you know, a mesh. I don't even really with the meshment, but uh, my mom probably talked to me about stuff. I really, I don't like, I don't need to be involved in these relationships. A, they're dysfunctional. Uh, B, they're toxic, and C, I'm 13 years old, so I don't see <laughs> how I'm going to help you. You should probably go on to Maury or Jerry Springer or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm thankful for my trailer park days, though. I'm definitely, uh, it's very hard to get on, it's very hard to get uncomfortable, you know? And, and speaking of uncomfortable, I like to get my kids to do things. I do things with my kids. I like them to, you know, it's like, even though it's something we don't regularly do, I'm like, I want my kids to be used to getting uncomfortable. Like my daughter's doing ballet, ballet right now. And she just, she just recently, I was talking to her earlier and she's like, you know, she's like, I don't think I'm going to go back to ballet. I said, why is that? She said, the instructor's mean. So see, these are all opportunities. Every day is filled with opportunities in sure. business and with kids, you know, and with friendships. It's an opportunity. I said, oh, so I, I instead of saying, well, no, 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 I know this. I know this. I try to give, I, because I respect them until, until they need to be. I, I, I talk to them like an adult until, until they act like a kid. And then I go, hey, you're being a kid. I'm, I'm an adult. Listen to what I'm saying. And it's like, and I go, well, why, well, why is that? And she goes, well, it's really hard on me. And I said, you know what, you know what I, you know what I think might be happening? Maybe, I don't, I don't know. Cause you were there, you know, and you're going to tell me, but I bet a lot of the times it's called feel felt found. I don't know if you're familiar with this. It's a sales tactic, you know? Oh, I know you, I, I acknowledge that you feel this way. This sounds kind of sleazy. You don't do it on your kids, but it works. <laughs> and, and, and I know I felt the same way too, but what I found out was we do this and things are better, yada, yada, so forth. Right. So I said, um, well, you know, sometimes when somebody wants us to be really good at something and they're really good at something, sometimes they can sound like they're being mean, but it's probably, it's not really mean. They just care a whole lot. So they sound really passionate. Do you think she's really passionate? She's like, yeah. I said, well, I said, and it's, and I said in ballet, I, I don't usually, when we want to be good at something, we have to work really, really, really hard and it's not very easy. Right. 
she's like, well, yeah. And I said, well, do you think that you, you might think about going again? And she's like, I might. And I go, well, that's great. I love that you came to that decision. I think it's really, I I'm really proud of you. And I think it's very cool that you make decisions and you keep an open mind. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a little much for a seven-year-old, but my daughter is like, I know it sounds biased because I'm her dad, but it's like, my daughter is super intelligent because her mother, it's, I have a sixth grade education. I never even went to college. It's called a GED, a grade 12, as they call it in trailer park boys. I don't know if you guys ever seen that, (laughs) but uh, excellent show. Um, But my, my, my daughter's mother, uh, Christine is like unbelievably intelligent. Like it's like, she's like uh, out of this world intelligent, you know, another thing too, there's another two cents why we're a bunch of dads on here. People talking bad about their ex-wives, like the mother of their children. I go, you have a kid with this woman. How about you just, instead of thinking about the bad stuff, talk about the good stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, we can all say something about our friends and family or whatever, but I like to bring up the good stuff, you know? So uh, anyway, anyway, it's a tough situation, no matter which way you slice it, you know, but you always got to think about the positive and you always got to put the, put the kids first. So the, yeah. the one thing you said that, that I felt was interesting is I'm just challenging your kids. So my son learning how to snowboard and we went to a local mountain here in New Jersey, fell down, wiped out like the whole way down. It was like, I mean, it's, it's not a big hill. <laughs> so it was like four times. I said, get back up, go back, try it again. Like, so I made him go up like two more times. He fell down. I was like, like you tried again. I said, it's life's all about not, not that you're going to fall. Cause you're always going to fall. You're always going to fail. It's how you pick yourself back up and how you move forward. I said, my son's name's Nico. I said, Nico, you have to move forward no matter what you do in life. It's not just about snowboarding. It's about everything because no matter what you go into, you're going to run into these issues. I love that. And he's like, yeah, yeah I know dad. He's, and he was upset. And I was like, you're not going to get it the first time I said, I'm a skier. I've skied my whole life. I said, if I put on a snowboard, I'll be worse than you. I said, it ain't going to happen. It's all, it's all yeah. about falling down and, and picking yourself back up. Uh, I was telling uh, on another episode, we were discussing the same, same situation. Um, I tell yeah. my kids the word no. I asked them, I said, <laughs> what does the word no mean? Yeah. Said, what do you mean, dad? It's no. I said, N-O, next opportunity. Just because they told you no for this opportunity, you move on to the next one. It's the next yeah. opportunity. I like that. And the word fail. I said, what does the word fail mean? I said, well, dad, you, you know, you fail. You, 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 it's over. I said, yeah. no, it's, it's first attempt in learning. So you failed because it's your first attempt. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. What have you learned from ra- raising your kids? What have they taught you? Gosh, man. Besides patience, patience. Yeah. As I say, yeah, don't give, don't give that generic answer. Patience. Yeah. You know what? It's like, I think appreciating it's funny because the corny stuff is the real stuff, man. It's like just deeply appreciating the small stuff, man. It's like the little stuff. Cause God, it passes by so quick. I miss them being babies. It's like, I hate, I hate to be that guy, but it's like, man, when they were babies, it's it, every, every age is great, dude. I, I just got to spend some time. My, I have a mentor of mine. His kids are four to twin 14. And I was like, dude, 14 is such a rad age, you know, cause <laughs> you get, you become, those are your boys at this point. It's the same thing with my daughter. Like, when my daughter's 14, it's the same thing. Like I'm excited to be, to be, to be friends to an extent, with my kids, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be homeboys, but it's like, you know, it's like, we're not, we're not drinking buddies as we say in the army, but uh, you know, I'm excited because you're seeing there, these personalities be created from this Jasper that used to just uh, put random shit in his mouth and, and poop on my couch. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and it's like, it's crazy to see like, Oh, he's, he's funny, dude. Like he's and like, or Josephine, like my, my, my daughter just has like this amazing 
she has this incredible social ability. Um, you know, she, she connects very, really well with people. She's, she's, and she's also, she's extremely respectful. She's very polite. And I think that's, you know, but she's also her family, her, her, and my in-laws are Filipino. My, my ex-in-laws are Filipino. So they're like the most polite people in the world, you know? So uh, it's, it's pretty funny, but it's like, it's incredible to watch them, uh, to watch them grow, but appreciating the little stuff, man, you know, not to sound like Tim McGraw, but it's like, you know, it's like, that is uh, every, every age, every year I think is so, is so incredible. You know what I mean? I really, and I really, really, that's where it comes back down, uh, you know, to sound like a new age, uh, hippy dippy Los Angelina, but just con conscious of being present is uh is so important man is the time goes I, by time, it does time flies man time you guys know better than me i mean you guys i know you guys have revealed your age you're a little bit older i think your kid if your kid's snowboarding i'm telling you right now i would not trust my kids on a snowboard so <laughs> they, nico nico must be what like like 12 13 or something no he's 10 dude that's okay that's awesome <laughs> I, yeah that's awesome that's what that's cool. I that, it, talk about getting uncomfortable, man. It, that discomfort is excellent because discomfort equals growth. Not to be a, I'll charge you guys for my life coach hour. <laughs> yeah, you're growing, babe. You're going up the mountain. I'm so proud of my kids. No matter what, seeing them overcome hardships and dealing with their peers and school and everything every day. Again, opportunities to let to help them, but also allow them to help themselves, let them deal with their problems on their own. You got you got to make you them know? fall and, and get hurt and feel feel a little bit of pain and, and make yeah. them understand that, hey, all right, maybe this decision I made wasn't the best. And yeah. next time I won't I won't I won't do it the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great question too, God. There's there's so much I've learned. They also, you know what? There's a saying in the South, they say when men have a son, it officially softens their heart. I think having children softens our heart. Because that like that carrying resentment and all that baggage and all that crap, you know, you're like, dude, even when I get angry like at work, another actor gets a job that I was trying to get for my client or some book deal goes and my client didn't get, I want to get so Ari Emanuel, Ari gold level entourage, angry and break my Mac. <laughs> I, I go, I think, <laughs> I think so of those times. That's like, all I'm going to think about is your yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My partner's so tired of that. Cause she's like, I'll be like, I'm like, mm, when I do this thing and she's like, you got to stop getting so angry. Cause I, it's like, it's just so silly. It's just boys, boys still being boys. You know what I mean? Just getting so upset about things that I cannot control. You know what I mean? I did. And I did my personal best I, and I can't control them, you know? And, uh, but I think when those things happen, I, I, I'm, I try to breathe in and out and I go, remember when they were babies and they were just perfect and they just loved you and you sang them to sleep and they finally went to sleep and they slept for seven hours. Remember that bliss. <laughs> remember that bliss. And it's remember, it's like, go back and it's like, and I always go, how if I was being recorded right now on how I'm acting, would I want my kids to see this? You know what I mean? And I have to and it catches me a lot. I go, you know, dude, you need to you need to calm you need to calm down. Don't sweat the small stuff. And most of the time it's small stuff. Especially in Hollywood, it's all small stuff, you know. <laughs> so that's a great question, man. That really that's getting that's making me think now. Yeah. If there was one thing you could change, either leading up to or having kids, what would it be? Or would you not change anything? Oh, God, Who, whoever answers like, like, yeah, I would change anything else. Perfect timing. Both of my kids were <laughs> planned. Both of my kids were planned. I got my boy and my girl. You know, I love more. I love more. I love kids. I love hanging out with people that have kids. I think it makes it, it – it, I love community, man. I love – L.A., it's funny because they make it sound like it's like the worst place to live. But, man, 
being able to be part of a real community where like people are really helping each other and like, Hey, Hey, drop. Hey, you got guys, you got, you got other parents that drop by. Hey, let us pick him up for a while. Let us take him out. You guys, you guys have five hours to yourself. Like, cause I don't have family like that, man. My dad's out in Pittsburgh closing deals. You know, it's like, you know, uh, my mom, you know, is, 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 is away or whatever. I haven't seen her in years. And, uh, you know, my grandparents, I, all, all of them are passed away or, you know, I'm not really affiliated. We just found out my dad's adopted. So like the guy, his, his grand, that grandpa's not even really my grandpa. I never really spent time with him. I don't have any family like that. My daughter has an amazing family. And so, so my, on, on both on their mother's side, they have big families, which kind of took me in, you know, and then spit me out and then took me in again. <laughs> I still get along with all them, but it's like, you know, like they have that, but then with, they're with me. It's like, I, I have my friends, I have, um. Like I just posted on my story today on Instagram, one of our neighbors, uh, Richard, we met him at the pool when I was hanging out with my son. It's hot enough right now to swim here by, in Dallas. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. Crazy. Yeah, you guys probably aren't doing that. Yeah, you guys aren't doing that in Jersey yet. Nah. You guys are crazy though. When people from Jersey, like when they visit LA and here, they're like, they're like wearing like shorts and like they're going out. I'm like, you guys are freaking nuts, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I've had a bunch of guys from Jersey work for me. I owned a t-shirt, uh, you know, those really trashy, like light up t-shirts um, <laughs> in Las Vegas. I lived in Las Vegas after my first divorce is all, you know, 24 year olds, uh, you know, single dads go. And I was living in Summerlin and I owned one of those crappy t-shirt shops. I had quit the bank and I wasn't doing the stockbroker thing anymore. And I was like focusing more on like learning the talent agent world. And like, I thought Las Vegas would be a good place to start. And so I needed a cash flow. So I opened up a business where they light those light up shirts. And these six dudes were like, what's up, man? We just moved here. We're boys. We're like brothers. And they looked, oh, they all, I thought they were actually blood brothers. I did their, when I was doing the payrolls, these all have, you know, fettuccine, uh, this and that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Alfredo. And it's like, these guys, they were ridiculous. This group in the army, uh, you know, it's like, there was always joking around about, oh, people are like, oh, I'm from Jersey. There's always that guy. There's always that one soldier from Jersey and everything. He's just nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, these guys all work together, but I, I told him, I said, you guys might be the worst employees I've ever met. And I won't even go in. This is a show about dads. So I won't go into detail <laughs> what, what I saw on the camera. Now you remember this shop is on the Fremont Strip. I switched them to commission base because they were like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll like control the cost of the shirts. This guy Dante sells to this, this wonderful Korean couple. These shirts are only supposed to be sold for $50 a pop. Like, you know, like that's kind of, it's on the strip. Like you can kind of play with the price, go down like to 35. He was selling them for $140 oh a pop. It's just ridiculous. Jersey, I was like, man, I thought I knew about sales until I met people from Jersey. But <laughs> I told him, I said, you guys might be some of the worst ragtag group of crazy millennials I've ever met. But I'll tell you, they stuck by each other thick and thin. You know, like they really did. They And they did everything together. They lived together in like a two-bedroom apartment and just partied all the time. You know, like I was like, you guys really made the Jersey Shore. Like that's a real thing. You guys actually exist. That's awesome. I was at Fort Dix. I love New Jersey. I think it's I think it's an awesome place. I, I actually I really enjoy it. It's funny when you get out of the big cities. It's that's all of America. When you get out of the big cities, it's just people. Like, hey man, you want to go to you want to fish or go to Walmart? <laughs> it's um, it's when when you get out of the big cities, it's like a different world. When you get out to the burbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I would like to spend more time out there. I, and Newark is awesome. Like, anyway, has been in Newark. Knows that place is awesome. You know. Yeah, so I don't even remember what you guys asked. I'm just vibing with you guys now. I forget. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Give, give us your best dad joke. Yeah, I know. You got to make sure they're not inappropriate ones. And, so, and uh, look, we're, we're, it doesn't have to be clean. We're a bunch of dads. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. So uh, I say this one to kids all the time, and they don't ever get it. I go, hey, do you know what the baby chicken said to the mama chicken? And they said, uh, uh, no, what's that? And I go, he's, uh, the little baby chicken said, gosh, mama, I hope I don't cluck up. 
<laughs> I, I always wish that's like a big thing now the dad joke so everyone's like oh you got a good dad joke i love wearing my dad gear i love wearing my dad gear i love crocs man I, I, that's what i tell i tell my partner i go i want to drive a town and country because i don't care anymore and i want crocs and i like tucking my shirt in to my golf shorts <laughs> have you guys heard about have you guys heard about you know the croc you guys are probably too cool crocs have this little strap on the back like they but so people are make there's these new memes where if they're on, like where you can move around, it's called attack mode. And then when they're down, they're defense mode. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so it's like switching to dad defense mode, dad attack mode. It's like, so it's like Naruto jokes. It's so funny, dude. Oh my God. I love doing dad stuff. I love hitting them with the tuck, hitting them when you, when you need that sense of authority, you tuck that shirt in. <laughs> hey man, what's going on? Hey, how, hey officer, how are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. I love my, I show up and they're like, dude, why are you wearing that? I'm like, bro, I shop at Goodwill now. I go to any Goodwill that's in a retirement area. I was passing through Palm Springs and I, I had my son with me. I was like, bro, we have to go to Goodwill. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, it's like, man, it's going to suck. But I'm like, I go through there. I'm like, God, it's just gold in here. I, I love hitting the loafers with the, with the golf, with the golf shirt, the high golf shorts. You got to show that, let that, <laughs> let those thighs, a little let thigh. those thighs tin. Yeah. And it's like, it's cool now to be a dad. <clears throat> We're an amazing age of, of fatherhood. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, you could just be like the nerdier. You look like this guy's awesome. The dad like, bod is the thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mastered that. Yeah. I was doing that. <laughs> Every guy that gets out of the army that was an infantryman gets fat. That's like a big thing. We grow a beard. That's our thing. So it's like, yeah, I got the dad bod down and it's like, but you know what? That's another thing. Physical fitness. It's like, I, I really put the, the Brazilian jujitsu thinks like my business partner, Mike Martin, if you hang out with a West pointer, you're going to learn how to get fit, man. You know, it's like, and it's like, he's just made it. He's made it. So he's like, dude, you want, don't you want to be fit for your kids? You know what I mean? I was like, you know what, bro? You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's really important. Like, it's like even like running around with him, like, I get a little winded and I'm like, man, I really got to change, change it up. But it's like, I, I recently like made it a huge priority physical fitness. No, that, that's important, man. Eating right. Uh, and doing yeah. the right thing, keep staying healthy because it's all about longevity. You know, yeah. we, you know we, we did stupid things in our, in our teens and our twenties and yeah, we're doing stupid things now, but <laughs> I did crazy stuff, especially in the army. Like, I mean, we, enlisted men are professional dumbasses you know what i mean we do some <laughs> dumb dumb stuff especially at fort dix we were mobbing out of fort dix to go to afghanistan and i was in a reserve unit then with a 363rd military police unit and uh at fort dix i mean god we were doing dumb dumb stuff i mean just taking these trucks off road and flipping around i have a huge like i have a huge problem with my back from just like just doing dumb shit with like these other guys yeah i don't i, I need to get more dad jokes man so we met on instagram do you, what, what other platforms are you on? Or is that your primary platform? Instagram's awesome, man. I got a, I got a new social media manager. I really enjoy it. I love being able to connect with like, I have so many people that are like actors and writers and comedians, and all these people that just reach out to me and they think they're like, it's always so formal. It's like, they're like, excuse me, to whom it may concern. I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? And they're like, oh, I thought this would be managed by somebody. I'm like, no, nah, man, what's up? Like, what, you want to be an actor? That's dope, dude. How are you going to do that? And they're like, <laughs> I'll hit them up at like 1 a.m., you know? And I'm like, like they'll, they'll, I'll answer back. I'm like, sup? And they're like, is this Daniel? I'm like, yeah, it is, man. What's up? What do you want to do? And I got, I got like 15 year olds that hit me up. Just one second, guys. Let me help this. No guy problem. Right the dad show is gonna understand what what you got to do. You know. Oh, you got to take yeah. care of business with the kids. Oh yeah, guys. I'm, I'm gonna look like a real hypocrite right now. Goldfish. <laughs> there you go, buddy. The gold. The goldfish and the iPad, right? But look yeah. how big yeah, the box of goldfish right, is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, that's so funny, dude. Hey, may I? May I? It's only it's only educational stuff. There you go. Yeah. 
Daniel the Tiger. He knows my name's Daniel. When he gets mad at me, he goes, no, Daniel. I'm like, hey, buddy, do not call me that. That really upsets me. So, yeah, it's like, you know what? It's like, it's a little bit sometimes, man. I, I took him, we went to the park today and, you know, I, I try to, I try to wear him out. You know, it's really important. We have a new dog too. We have a, we have a pit bull rescue. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful dog. And, um, you know, you got, it's the same, same deal. It's like, you got to, you got to engage them. You got to love on them. You got to teach them and so you got to, so you got to train them. So how they raise. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to, and you got to wear them out. Pit, but pit bulls are like, like little boys and, and little girls, man. You got to, you got to, you got to physically wear them out where they're just exhausted, you know? And I like the educational stuff. I'm not completely against the screen time. Um, I like that he has like educational stuff. I think it's really cool. He puts like Thomas the train, like he puts the tracks together and everything. I, I love that stuff. I love him being able to be creative and also learn a uh, problem solving, but uh, platform wise, I oddly enough, I, I love LinkedIn. And I think like Gary V says, I agree with him. It's one of the most slept on, not to use a uh, slang. <laughs> the, I think it's one of the best. I think it's one of the best platforms. It's being completely underused. I actually was like in the beta of LinkedIn. I was such a nerdy guy growing up that I was like, I want to be a talent agent. I want to be a businessman. And I was like 14 when it came out and I was like, sign up. And it was like, and I put student at, you know, you know, at, uh, at this community college or whatever I was going to, I was like, it's, it came out, I was like 15 or 16. Cause I joined the army when I was 17. I joined a few days after my birthday with my dad's consent. So I'm big on LinkedIn, uh, uh, Daniel Wurzbacher, uh, D-A-N-I-E-L and uh, last name W-U-R-Z-B-A-C-H-E-R, uh, which is like impossible. Uh, I named my, my mother company's Wurzbacher Enterprises LLC. And I'm like, God, every time I talk to my accountant, they're like, why would you name it that terrible <laughs> last name? I was like, yeah, I know. Right. I should name it like Wurz Enterprise. That's they call me in the, in the military. I have this really sleazy tattoo. I need to get erased. It says D words because that's what they called me in the army. Words, <laughs> words, up. And it's like so. I mean, it was my license plate too on my overpriced, like eighteen percent APR Jaguar when I was seventeen. I was such a fool. I, I bought a briefcase to be a soldier. Like God, who? Like what? What do you got? Like crayons in there and a magazine of bullets. You idiot. You know. So I'm big on LinkedIn, um, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, because talent agents make 10% and my last name is too crazy. I didn't want to put my full name. So it's 10% Dan, the number 10% Dan. So at 10% Dan, I, Twitter and Instagram, super active on Instagram. You know, I have, I have my Facebook page, thousand likes recently, which has been really cool. I use it to, I kind of jumped off the Facebook wagon, but I have like a public figure page on there. So like people can reach out to me on that platform. Uh, I'm on Tumblr, but that's like super, super hush hush. Um, and I have, and I have a blog called considerations of an agent and, uh, my YouTube, my YouTube channel is just, just getting launched off. I like, I, I, um, I'm, I talk about stuff like making a film and, uh, you know, going to, you know, going in front of a casting director and how to do a showcase and how to get a talent agent and, um, how to submit or do your resume and stuff like that. I, I just wanted to help more clients or people, you know, people going out and trying to, trying to make it happen. So, you know, that's, that's when my YouTube's coming out, but yeah, thanks for asking. I'm really stoked about the YouTube channel. I, I'm really stoked about that. That's I, awesome. I like, that's a big one for me. I want to do a podcast, but it's like, you gotta be really cool to do that. So I don't know. <laughs> we want to do a YouTube channel. You didn't say you were on MySpace. <laughs> oh yeah, I know, man. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. It's funny you say that. MySpace is like is really big for for agents finding musicians. 
so oh, really? I, have, I have yeah i have two i have two really awesome bands i have two really awesome bands and it's funny i learned that from them they're like yeah myspace is super active man honestly i thought you were gonna say i'm disappointed because you didn't ask to represent us <laughs> yeah that's where yeah, i thought you were right? going with that yeah then you went you guys, myspace totally threw me off <laughs> keep me in mind man rob wants yeah. to get a spot on the casting couch yeah <laughs> i love hearing that that's such a common joke you know what's funny is i actually worked for a talent agency in phoenix uh that ended up going under and they were in the same building as that you know that's that's in phoenix arizona oh my god no and, way and they really? were, yeah they were in the same and they got shut down because of uh some obviously some std thing or something or the place or whatever <laughs> Yeah, but it was like I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, casting couch is down. Is down. Not that I've ever watched. I'm a dad. I've never watched that stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh the talent agent thing. I, I I really I'm very lucky to get to do what I love, man. Like it's like and even helping parents. I I help parents. I don't have a lot of child actors and stuff. And another thing is like everyone just thinks of talent agent. They think of acting. I mean, there's so many. There's writers. There's writers. There's uh screenplay writers. There's stage actors too, which a lot. People blow people's mind, man. There's not a lot of people that can act on stage. That even people that act on TV, that go, God, I could never do it on stage. It's incredible. <clears throat> um, but it, it, you know, anything, uh, stunt, stunt men. I have two stunt. I have a couple that's a stunt couple. Um, oh, you know, I have a yeah, yeah, and they're and they're and they're needed a lot. I have makeup artists. I sell a lot of art pieces for you know unknown artists and some bigger artists. I broker deals because um, it's talent you know yeah, it's wow, you're like an employment agent but it's just like it's like being a recruiter but you know with uh you know with with many with artists per, yeah with per, performers and stuff so i love it man I, I love what i do and and i'm lucky i i've always worked from home the remote thing everyone's like don't you love being remote i'm like i actually try to fight to get in the office because i pay for my own office so i'd like to <laughs> i like to use the damn thing you know i have a little train set in there now my son comes in with this like little briefcase like because i have a briefcase too a little laptop case or whatever and my son comes in with his like his little briefcase that has like a train set in it um and like his tablet <laughs> and like awesome. some juice boxes and stuff and my assistant is he's really i try not to let anybody watch my kid i'm not the au pair nanny let my assistant watch my kid guy but this is something this is one last thing i want to talk about i want my son to kind of kind of follow in my footsteps like i noticed that he likes to talk to people and he, like he kind of pitches in his own way my daughter oh too and I go, man, you know, I go, I, I would, I always make jokes. He's like, my, my kids are like my junior agents, you know, <laughs> and, um, but my daughter wants to be a, you know, a dancer and these different things. And, and, uh, you know, my son, I, I always go, I'm like, oh, it's my little junior agent. You know, I like to have him in, in sits with me. I brought him, I brought casting directors have met him, you know, and people I've had, I've had a casting director. She's like, oh, you're slick. She's like, you want to, yeah, we can't turn, we can't turn him away. My son, my son can be really sweet, especially when it's not me. He always goes like, I just, when I just gave him these goldfish, he just says, thank you. <laughs> he's so nice. He's when he goes to bed, think about it. Everyone's like, oh, kids are so hard to put to bed. I give him a bath. I, I wrap him up. I read him. A, I read him a book every night, um, you know, a little tiny book and uh, infantrymen, uh, you know, we don't like big words, you know, and I put, and I put him in his little bed and, and, and he'll, and he, and he blows out this little candle. That's like our little thing. And uh, I'll play a little music for him, like little Andre Pacelli or like Frank Sinatra, teach him, teach him the good stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, Dean Martin. He loves Dean Martin. My daughter really loves Dean Martin. And, uh, you know, he, my, my son just wraps up in the blanket and like, and he just, kinda, he's kind of like, hey, man, you know, I'm ready to go to bed. Like, leave, leave me alone, you know? And, and he, uh, you know, he blows out the candle and he goes, and he says, thank you. Good night. And that's his mom's really, his mom got him to, you know, his mom played a big role in that. So he's like great to go to bed with. So, um, so I, I, as we sit here and we're having our podcast, it's, 9 15 in jersey mm -hmm. 
Rob's kids have already been sleeping for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. I my, love that. My kids are creeping past the wall trying to, trying to say goodnight and blow me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll probably still be up for another 45 minutes. Yeah. That's fun, man. That's fun. It's fun to get, yeah, getting them down. The time just changed. And Jasper and I were traveling recently. We were in Los Angeles. He had an incident at day. I don't know if he tossed it at the kid. He does like to throw things. He threw it and it hit the kid. <laughs> I had to walk in and seeing him like a little convict and time out. It really, it really rustled me up, man. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take him out of daycare for a little while and let him just hang out with me. So he loves trains and planes. So we took a train from LA to San Francisco. We, we, we traveled around uh, California. Then we traveled around Phoenix and Arizona. We checked out Flagstaff and uh, then we flew, we flew from Phoenix to Dallas and he was cool. He had to keep the mask on and, you know, luckily we sat next to this older woman that was like, Hey, do you mind me telling her what to do? I'm like, no, go ahead. I'm from the <laughs> South. I'm like, you. you know, and she was like, and she, he went, he went to start playing around and she said, sit down, sit down or you won't get these vanilla wafers. And I was like, and she just had them like that. And I was like, man, like my fairy godmother. I was like, and she's like, you sit there and read your book. I'm rereading a uh, third door uh, by Alex Bannion and, and, uh, another product drop. He's not one of my authors. So. Um, and I, you know, and she let me, she was like, no, 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 you finish your book. I got, I'll take care of him. And she's sitting there knitting and why she's sitting there telling this kid what to do and getting him to read his book and, and play with, uh, play with his dinosaurs. I switched him from where he's like super engaged. I let him just have his own little like imagination stuff now. So he plays with like, my son loves dinosaurs, trains and airplanes. So I just got him little airplanes awesome. and little, little dinosaurs and he gets to do his own thing. So I can talk about my kids all day long, man. I love that you're, you're, you guys getting them down. That's one of the best parts, man. And you're like the all day. You're like, man, I'm, I'm worn out. I, I busted my ass all day. I had, I had to do all this stuff for my kids. And then they go to sleep and you're sitting there. And you're like, you're like, oh, I can have a drink. I can have some ice cream. I, I can do whatever I want without getting bothered. And then you're like, man, I kind of miss this, those guys now. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, damn, I can't wait till they wake up, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's a blessing. Every day is a blessing with these kids, man. It's awesome. And now a word from our sponsor. And now a word from our sponsors. Amster's Prospect Tavern is truly a place where everyone knows your name. And not only because it's run by the owner, Norm. They have a real family hometown vibe with excellent pub grub like their famous mozzarella bites and cheesesteak egg rolls. Both are homemade. They offer weekly upscale specials like a veal al saboco, slow cooked short ribs, filet mignon and lobster tail. And I've even seen a penne alla vodka with shrimp and scallops. Looks divine they take pride in serving excellent food and making their customers feel at home if you're in the bergen county area or just passing through and you're craving takeout for pub grub give amsters a call you won't be disappointed all right welcome back we now have a dad lesson for you we know we've been a little on and off recently with the dad lessons we've had a lot of interviews so for this dad lesson i think what came out of the interview that you have just listened to is don't sweat the little things would you agree? I think Dan would, Daniel would appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. Don't sweat the little things. Spend as much time with your kids as possible. Uh, don't cry. I always say don't cry over spilled milk. Um, little things don't matter. Depends on what the situation is. <laughs> but don't sweat, the, don't sweat the little things when it comes to your kids. Spend as much time with them as possible. All right. Now we're going to go to a pre-recorded bourbon review with a special guest. All right, we're back. What seemed like seconds to you was hours to us. We have a special guest in the house tonight, my good friend Dave Gabordi. He is joining us for our uh, bourbon tasting. And 
We have uh, quite the bourbon tonight. Is a big shout out to Indiana Bourbon on Instagram. He, uh, I was uh, scrolling through and I and I saw his description of this uh, the bourbon that we are tasting tonight, and I said, you know what, shit, I gotta have it. Um, Dave, want to say hello? Hello, everybody. The rad dad. <laughs> the rad it, dad. Crew. He was waiting to say hello. Rad he just wanted to fuck up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm here to inject some testosterone into this feminine what, radio what the show. Fuck, really? <laughs> Holy shit! Jesus Christ! Get some fucking. Rip. All right, he's cut off. <laughs> All right, so let's tonight we are um, reviewing the Whistle Pig Single Barrel Ten Year Old. Again, big shout out to Indiana Bourbon. Uh, alcohol classification is a single barrel rye. Uh, distillery is Whistle Pig or the Whistle Pig Farm. Proof is a 105. Distilled, uh, as mentioned. Uh, did I mention it? This is actually a 15-year-old uh, bottle. It was distilled in October of 2005 and bottled. So, it's, it's a label bottle. says 10-year-old, but I think you know they tell me it's a 15-year-old. It's a bottle of fantasticness. Yes, well, it, it wasn't bottled until. 2020 right so it's a 15 year yeah so it's it's a a bottle of goodness so i so how does that happen though is that they lost the barrel and now they they said said, oh shit we forgot about this one (laughs) but let's slap a 10 year old sticker might have been hidden behind a a younger barrel i don't know but it's it's delicious uh batch size we don't know smash bill is unknown awards uh does not apply. No, it did, it did get a rating of 96 on one of the like wine tasters or something like that, but that is for the true tenure. So because this is a tenure that's actually a 15, we didn't put any any uh, awards to it. Color, copper, co- copper and color, or uh, Dave, what do you think the color is? Burnt orange. Burnt orange. Uh, price point ninety five to one hundred and ten dollars, depending on where you are. We are tasting this neat. I feel that gives the uh, you get the most um, flavor. The most flavor, flavor and the, the most out of the uh, bourbon when you taste it neat. Water, of course, obviously dilutes it. Um, we do the uh, since we're three tonight. We do the fourth glass method. We pour a little in the the, the fourth glass, let it dry out, and Use that as the uh, sniffer to get the undertones of the bourbon. Uh, So nose and aroma, orange peel, right? I think we all agree on orange peel. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. I I, I get a little undertone of oak. You guys get the oak? Yeah. The longer this dry glass sits out, the more... It opens up. Yeah, the more prominent that orange is. What about caramel? Do you get caramel or caramel? Oh, absolutely. However you want to pronounce it. Uh, tasting notes, as mentioned, we taste this neat. Uh, off of the Whistle Pig website, they, they say there's a the combines brown sugar, faint barrel char. There's, I, there is a faint barrel yeah, char. Yeah, I, I definitely get the char, the, the oh, faint yeah. barrel char. I get the pepper, too. I don't get the clove. You guys get clove? I, I, I definitely don't get clove. I was in high school. Yeah, come here for a holiday. My mother-in-law makes some dessert with some cloves. <laughs> That's I mean, I was more smoking the cloves, but sure, <laughs> we'll do with that too. <laughs> so I, with the three-leaf clovers you found out in the grass field. 
<laughs> you can't smoke those. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when times are rough, huh? Zal, you know, those were these like brown sugar cigarettes that I don't even know who had them, but they were like I never heard like of desserts. them. Oh yeah, they were really? Yeah. yeah, they're like string wrapped around oh, a, yeah. a leaf on them. Oh, yeah. that, those are beanies. No, those are those are yeah, those like, beanies those, look like joints. Those, yeah, those, but those, are, like those are for the cigarettes. yuppies that couldn't get the real thing. But the beanies or the no, uh, clothes? The clothes. <laughs> clothes, yeah. They're with people who didn't really smoke cigarettes. Uh, so, and it says it's got a uh, fruity back. Hold on, did he just call me a yuppie? Look, I just got Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> I said I had smoked them. I didn't. Never mind. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. Fuck that guy. No comment. So uh, the fruity backbone, I, I don't know what the hell they're talking about there. Fruity backbone, it's, I, I get no fruit. I mean, aside from the orange peel, a slight apricot, maybe like a slight apricot flavor. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to the finish, uh, whistle pig. They're they're telling you there's a long finish, berry, brown butter, and powerful rye spice. Um, spice, yes. I, I get the spice. Yes. I, I don't get that all that other like a nonsense that they add there, the long finished berry. Um it, it is definitely a smooth uh smooth finish. Yes. L- little burn at the lips when you when you first take a sip, but smooths out on the nose. I told you to get that checked out, Sal. I told you I did. And it's nothing. Don't worry about it. It's not contagious. <laughs> <laughs> you probably caught it from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, um, it is definitely an easy sipper. Um, I could just imagine if you add an ice cube to this thing or, you know, a nice ice ball. Considering my second glass, it's very sippage. Uh, fantastic. Um, oh, it is, without a doubt. So uh, I guess since we we added everybody in here to the, uh, to the uh, tastings, I guess we'll just go right to rankings. We are going to give Dave the honor of, uh, now we're doing barrels, only half barrels, so we go one to ten. You got to give this a, a barrel rating. What, what would you, what barrel rating would you give this? Hmm. Or would you like Rob to start? Rob yeah, goes to do his three-point check, and he gives it the... Uh, you want me to do a three-point check? Go through your three-point check. All right, so, because there's, there's no, whatever. The three-point check... <laughs> What's your, what is your three-point check? So it's aroma, taste, finish, and then there's a bonus one that I give out. So if you hit 333, you get you get the bonus one. You get the bonus. You get the bonus. Bone up. You get the bone. But I'll give out a, a half a point if I think like like the Clive May. Um, the rye? Yeah, the one we had previously. Just before this recording? No. <laughs> so that, that had that like apricotty and very unique so yes. I give that a bonus um, for this I think the aroma is this is one of the first that I've seen like an orange uh, smell orange to it peel. yeah I could smell like the sweetness of the caramel and a little bit of the spice I'd give it a 3 because it's, it's definitely unique for me the the aroma is more about the uniqueness so we're a fucking I hope it guy. doesn't be Asian, Asian laundry house going on in Hampton. Man, that's longer than usual. The t- <laughs> Sorry, my dryer just went off. That was really long. The taste is, I'll give it a, um, 
I'll give it a two. I think it was it was a good taste. Um, so that brings me up to a five, and then and then the finish. I think we're going uh, another two. So I think it's a seven overall for me. Seven barrel. Seven barrel. Wow. wow. All right. Awesome. Dave. Um, I I understand you're breaking it up. I like that. The the taste. The I'll go price point and. Yeah, I use price point in there. Yeah, so yeah, and and um, availability because not everybody's going to be able to get this. True. This is this is a. You know, that's another thing. That's man. a unicorn right there. You know, you're not. So let me take just, a step back. You're right. So you typically I I combine aroma or sorry finish and taste into one, and then price I include it into another because. Like, right. a Bl- like a Blanton's, you can find for 60 bucks, but then you can find it for 120 Well, the, the three rules of bourbon are you should never pay. One of the three rules of bourbon is you should never pay more than $50 for a bottle of bourbon. Jesus. Who's, whose rule is that? Cause yeah. that's, that's a, that's is that bourbon, your rule? That's bur- no, it's bourbon drinkers everywhere. If you look it up, there's like three rules of, of bourbon drinking. It's like you never should pay $50 more. Or the other two. Holy shit, man. Never... Never put water in your bourbon. Well, that but awesome. see, that that's a method that people use. They use distilled water with a medicine dropper. That's right. And that's why there's multiple fucking genders in the world also. <laughs> because, you know, Yo, we ain't going there. We're talking <laughs> yeah, about bourbon. Just so what's it? You know, you, know you, you drink it neat we'll or you put, a, you put an ice cube in it. There's, it's... <laughs> It's one or the other. It's not, you know, let me get my eyedropper of, of, you know, sanitized safe water from my bourbon and add drops of it to it. No, it's, that's 105 proof, you know? But, but, so when, when, they, when, they, when they proof down bourbon, oh. right? When they proof down bourbon, they use water. I want to hear the third So in essence, in essence, not always. Oh, are you sure about that? Yes. They mix it with other lower bourbons. Yeah, we've seen that on a bunch of that's, them. That that's we... where like a mash comes in. Yes. <clears throat> Correct. Pretty much everyone's using like if... And it has to say mash. So this this wasn't mixed with any water. No, this it's was, not, a, that's not a... Well... This was either cold filtered, which would probably bring down the, the alcohol level slightly. Nothing crazy. No, nothing crazy. But I, I think to, to bring down that's the... That's out of the barrel. Yes, but, but to bring down... Yes... To to bring down cask strength bourbon, you they I, this I think is cask almost strength though for this one I believe. You sure? I don't know. I think all distillers uh, to bring down the proof they add water. I think in in essence that's or not in essence but I think that's the process. I could be wrong. You are just um, I'm not. You are the avid bourbon drinker just as I and Rob so. So, you, you, would you like to give your uh, rating? Hold on. We still don't know the third rule. So, oh, no third. water, no skirts. And share it. And share it. And uh, share, it. share it, I agree. I actually have a bottle I'm waiting to share with, with that group of people. Cheers, by the way. Salute. 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 Thank you for enjoying a fantastic bottle, which I will give it an 8.2. It's got to be halves. Ass or holes? He said, "Fuck your rating system." <laughs> <laughs> so it's either an eight point or an eight point five. Eight point oh. I'll give it an eight point So Dave gives it an, an eight barrel That's because the flavor, smoothness, but the price is, you know, it's a little high. 
Right it's funny because I was going to give it an 802. Dude, is that two in a row? I'm, I'm going to give this an 8.0. No, I'm going to recommend a, a bottle for you guys next tasting that I think you're going to really enjoy. I might actually drop it off and you can have a courtesy of me. Ooh, I like that. Dad's like the hot. sound of that. Dad's hot. Not as strong. It's a 90 proofer, but it's... Easy sipper? It is fantastic. It is smooth. It is flavorful. And it's a... Forty dollars. <laughs> you can't so, beat the price. I don't know if you've had it yet, but it's at the place where you typically go. Because I went there the other day. Wine Traders. No, the place in uh, Saddlebrook. Yeah, Wine, wine Traders. Traders. Oh, is, is that? I have no fucking idea. But I just went in there and started shopping. Yeah. Um, which is always bad. Um, it is bad. They you have trust me. I know. Journeyman <laughs> Distillery. Yeah. Look at what they have. It is probably one of my best. Everyone I've tried so far is amazing. Because it, it's a weeded bourbon. Yeah. That's so why. good. You you haven't journeyman? had journeyman. Yeah. No. Oh, you got to try. Like Forty it. bucks. I sent I sent it's you a amazing. picture. I sent you a picture of the. I, it, the new riff bottle and bond for me is like. That's how I feel about. Are we still recording? Yeah, that's how I feel about four rows. Yeah, that's like my Single daily. Barrel, yep. Small batch. Daily bottle and bonds, hundred proof, and again, it's. I, I 40, like it's thirty seven yeah. forty dollars. Did you like? Did you try the new riff rye? I think you tried it. Yes, here, here. I did. Yeah. It was good. It was I have good. The other riff and bottle. then they have a small batch too, a small batch or a single barrel. Single barrel, because I think they, I have they have it. a single barrel yeah. also. It's, which skin? It's like fifty bucks. You can't go wrong with it. And it's like, I'm gonna go off key here, but smoke wagon too. Smoke oh, wagon is. You tried smoke wagon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. small batch. Right. That's. You never know what you're still trying get. to get the rare, uh, yeah, the rare blend. Yeah, yeah. But it seems what what is the um, what I found out that a lot of distilleries are using MGP distillers. Yes, they buy the bourbon from them and they and they essentially blend to their liking. Because Smoke Wagon, that's what they do. They he buy from MGP. He tastes and, and, and he figures sense. out the right the right blend. So we we've done uh, a segment on or review on Blood Oath, and I don't know if you know the the history behind Blood Oath. Blood Oath, the guy that started Blood Oath, he is a foodie, he's a, a food scientist, and what he does is he goes out and he finds the most rarest, the unforgotten, and he blends. Blood Oath is is a blend of bourbons. Right. He doesn't tell you what the recipe is, but it'll tell you what years he's put into a bottle. So when we uh, interviewed Joe Conti, the, the real estate attorney that uh, came on a podcast, he brought over Blood Oath Pack 3. That was a blend of two seven-year-olds and a 12-year-old. So it was fantastic. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he finds the barrels and say, I'm going to mix this, this, and this. But tremendous. But for Blood Oath, it's not MGP. I think it's other providers. Yes, right? but he doesn't tell you who the, who yeah, the providers are. No. It, I mean, it could very well be MGP. You don't, you don't know that. No, you that. don't know. But I, I, I think I, a lot of the people who use MGP... I haven't tasted much of those because I, I feel like they're, they're trying too hard to be in the bourbon field you know like there's there's so many classics like the four rows like right just say like four rows is small batch you know what i mean like and there's the what and then so good <laughs> eh, right and then the blood oath you know this 
and I get it. Everybody's trying to make their mark in the world. I, I have some if you want to try it. Try a little splash after that. I'm uh, absolutely. But with your recommendation, I'll, I'll probably go out and pick up a bottle of it. They're hard and, to find. And throw it. Nah, he's got, it on, he's got it on the shelf. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. wine traders, dude. He's got, the guy's got everything. Got everything. Wow. Got everything. It's unbelievable. It's scary. Yeah, that is scary. It's, I, a, big, I saw, it's a big. I saw, I saw his tequila selection, and that's amazing. You it's try, a, it's a whole aisle. That Michael Jordan. Both sides. The Sincoro. Yeah. It was oh, fantastic. I literally went in there you and I was it? so yeah. overwhelmed. Yeah, Neho. was fantastic. I told you. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. It's good stuff. Yeah, it really That's was. good stuff. Impressive. It's dangerously smooth. Smooth. Yes. That's my new summertime drink. I can I can drink the, the Sincoro Anejo over ice and just drink it all night. Just, yeah. just like smooth that. Smooth and not even wake up. Nope. I don't have to mix it with anything. It's it's not a it's not a Jose Cuervo. Oh my God, Jose Cuervo! Every time I say that, I, I get the heebie-jeebies. No, we're not seventeen. <laughs> yeah, too many uh, too many college nights with Jose Cuervos. This, this is not this is this is an enjoyable tequila. If you like tequila, yeah, you try to uh, uh, Sincoro Anejo. Uh, it is a little pricey. You know, yes. it depends on where you can find it. It can go from anywhere from you know ninety nine bucks to one hundred and thirty. But if you like tequila, uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna not you're not like, gonna be disappointed. Yeah, you won't be disappointed if you know anything about tequilas. That's fuck that guy. I'm a bourbon guy. Yeah. Yes. Once you once you taste some coral, I think you're you're gonna fall in love. But I think that I think we're done here. We're coming to an end of the bourbon review. Yes, sir. Dave, thanks for joining us. Thank I you. Hope guys. you had a good I time. Appreciate it. It's fantastic bourbon. Salute. Salute. Cheers. Thanks for coming. We enjoyed your input of the Whistle Pig. Again, big shout out to Indiana Bourbon. Uh, looking forward to actually having some of that Indiana Bourbon that Thank you, you uh, Indiana. rave about. Delicious. No, that's a wrap. That's a wrap.